Hey, what's up guys, and welcome back to this week's of Kane Explains, episode 9. I'm Adam Kane, and I'm joined by Matt. Hey. Dan S. Hello. And Dan P. Hello. So, uh, we got we got some interesting topics today. I think this this might be a... This, this episode may take a turn for the darkest, but we will see. So, first of all, something to which we can all relate. Dan, the science of cringe. Yes. Well, I say science. Well, the... Google didn't tell me all the exact science of it, but, like, cringe is a weird feeling, because... Even if you're not, I'm not a particularly empathetic person, but I will cringe when someone else does something cringeworthy. I don't necessarily feel sad when someone else does something sad. It's a it's a feeling that I can't really describe. Like, it's a very British feeling, isn't it? The, it the is, cringe. yeah. Cringe. The, the, from what I've looked at, the science of it is it's like an empathetic thing. So usually it's for you to want to hide away. So if you do something stupid or embarrassing or just sort of foolish, like for some reason you want to hide away. But like the the empathetic side of it is like seeing someone else do it and want to hide away because of them, is something that no one can really properly explain. I think like when they cringe, they just I think that's like when they if they watch something then they go oh like that. But but when they look that, away. That, that is objectively that is what a cringe. That's is. what cringing yeah. is. But Dan's talking about almost the the slightly mysterious nature of it because it's like why there's no evolutionary advantage being like well, not at all. Oh, someone tripped I, over. I, you I know? can kind of think of one. Mm. It's because obviously humans are very, we're very social species. It's all about being one with the group, one with the herd, fitting yeah. in. So from a kind of um, yeah. anthropological standpoint, being exposed as a weirdo, someone who's bad at socialising, could be one of a person's greatest fears. So you're like, oh, that's happening to him. Oh, that I don't want to happen to me. But then, but if you look at like, so there's films that like are moving because they're sad, and I might feel a bit sad when the film's sad, but I don't feel upset, sad. I go, oh, that's quite sad for that person. I feel for that person like, like, when someone does something cringeworthy. I cringe for them. That's well, a really. I know exactly what you mean by that. Thing is, I actually have a theory about this because there's um, it's not a theory, it's just a bit funny, really. Um, but do you remember? <laughs> right. do, do you remember that really excellent bit of writing in Interstellar when Anne Hathaway said, "Love transcends oh. time." Na 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 na. Cringe transcends time because when you remember something cringy, you are right back yeah. there. So that's that. That's the secret to time travel. There you go. We've solved that one. Can't explain this today. <laughs> but cringe seems to be. In some ways, the the linchpin of a lot of great British comedy, more so than American comedy. You know, we've yeah. got The Office, we've got The Inbetweeners, uh, The Inbetweeners especially, because of when that came out and kind of when it sat, that's something to which we could relate, you know? And cringe is all about relatability. Adam? You know, I could probably tell you maybe a cringe scene from The Inbetweeners. It's like... Just one? Yeah, it's in like episode one when, he, uh, when Will starts his first day at the school and like mm. when he pops into that classroom... And um, Mr. Gilbert is uh, right behind him, and he, well, he says, Simon, you'll be looking after him. Oh, bother, sir, that's not fair. Look, he's got a briefcase, and his hair's a bit gay, and he goes, ooh. And he, and he goes a little bit back, because he cringes from that, because he's saying all this rubbish about him. I mean, yes, cringy stuff happens on TV, but how, like, you watch it yourself and go, ooh, mm, mm. Uh, I've spoken to Dan about this a lot. Uh, Hello, ladies. The Stephen oh, Merchant Show. my God. I, I cannot watch it. I physically am incapable of watching Maybe it. Maybe you're too human after all. It's too cringe. Embarrassed? I, I feel it, embarrassed it for is, him. Yeah. It's like second-hand embarrassment, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just can't do it. And obviously bits of The Office are, are watchable, but it's something. It's always painful. Like, Hello, ladies is beyond. It's <laughs> pro- it is properly upsetting. Um, well, like this then. Hello, ladies. <laughs> that was cringe mm, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I definitely did make you, you all three cringe then, didn't I? The, no, I mean the thing is, it's like a passionate kind of yeah. <laughs> you always stir cringe. passionate feelings in me, Adam. Yeah. I mean, Thank you. The, with, <laughs> you know, with 
the office and with the in-betweeners, even with the American office, but lesser, the cringiest bits are most frequently men's feeble attempts to get with women, and we can see where they're both coming from. Like, cringe is almost like the opposite of the knowledge gap, in a way. That's where the date filter um, comes in. Could be. What? What? Dan, Dan heard me. He said something about the date doctor. What is the date doctor? I imagine it's like a real life version of Hitch or something. Yeah, of course. That's probably what I'm saying. <laughs> the the, the date saying. doctor. Date doctor. I'm glad I could sum it up so simply for you. In any case, so so Thank cringe. You. Cringe is a bit like the opposite of the knowledge gap because when we're watching Hello Ladies, the Twins, all that, you're watching it and you can see where both people are coming from and it just or oh, isn't going well, sort of, and so that's. That's a good, uh, you know, writing technique, I guess. Really, if you can execute Obviously, it well. It's cheap. Mind yeah, you. I mean, it's, which is which is why it doesn't happen in American comedies as much as as much as are. See, I, I did want to come back to that because you mentioned it's more of a thing in British comedy yeah. than American. Why do we think that is? Because I think it's. Bear in mind, I've not like had time to research this. Coming up with this on the fly, it's, it's probably something to do with self-deprecation, isn't it? Whereas. Americans don't do self-deprecation in the same way or as much. You know, their thing is that they're really good, whereas our things are a bit shit. Apart from during the football, when it's like, football's coming home, we're really good, is best it, in the world. Is it fuck? Apart from that, it seems to me like a self-deprecation thing. It is drawing comedy out of someone not being very good at something and failing as well. Because American comedy is success and our comedy is failing. I think that's it, yeah. It's, yeah. We kind of, not that we like to see people fail, but I think we just have... A grimmer sense of humour of things. I would say it's kind of because there are more rigid rules of English society and socialisation. We are intrinsically less prone to being brash and out there and shameless. English society is all about being demure and respectful and um, not causing a scene. You know, so whenever someone does cock up, we're like, oh, I feel yeah. that feel. But Americans, are like, I, I don't get it. You're meant to be loud and go, woo, and say whatever you like, and everyone's like, that guy just wears his heart on his sleeve. Kind of thing. We we don't do that here, so I think that's why it translates better. I mean, it's 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 you know all that all that demureness and kind of being very sensible. Um, I mean, the most demure and sensible time was probably you know back when we had like knights properly. Mm-hmm. Do you think knights ever cringed? Like, oh, mm, probably took down one of the happens. Spanish during the I think. the war. I wish I hadn't said that to him. You know, did, did that happen back then, or is it just a modern thing now? I think probably where they cringe. Already, when they have a spear, like right into their chest. That um, isn't a cringe. When I tell you what, when, when I get a spear through my chest, I think this is so embarrassing. Bum bum bum. How are you, Adam? How would you? What would you say cringe was? Well, what, what is cringe to you? Can explain. Uh, I cringe. haven't really done a, a cringe alert a little while, but. Haven't <laughs> done a cringe. He said a cringe alert. Well, how about this then? Clicking your fingers. I know that my mum reacted to that. Yeah, people can kind of like recoil. But yeah. I mean, that's that's a. I mean, the the uh, interesting thing about cringe though, is yeah. that it, a lot of it's kind of physical as well. well like, you know, probably like, like this. Because when you're sad about, say, a film and sad for them, it's like, I I know that this is sad. Whereas cringe is like you feel you it. ball up, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, what was it real like? Me and you when we watched um, Don't Breathe. There's a bit in that where. The dude has the syringe for this punk. Oh. When he's past me and my boyfriend, oh, our feet come off the floor. We went, hmm. <laughs> that was cringeworthy. Yeah, it was all very films are cringy. They're not. Well, it's, well, it's kind of both a thing and an adjective, that... isn't it? So you can cringe at things. Yeah. But what we're talking about is things that you would describe as cringe or cringeworthy. Well, the most scene I I cringed out of was was when the whole basement was pitch black. 
I mean, we're not talking about Don't that's Brave. More fear oh, right. or something than... I mean, we're just talking about the, the phenomenon of cringe. It's like a, okay, well, tell you what. Do you know what a faux pas is? Do you a know what? what I mean? A faux pas. No. Okay, so it's when you basically do a social cock-up, and that's what causes cringe. Right. Yeah. For example, uh, you and a friend have just finished meeting up, you both say goodbye, and then you walk in the same direction. That's, yeah. that's a faux pas. Because you said goodbye, but oh, we're, now we're if still that, here. Now when we saw each other the other night, <laughs> yeah, we said a big goodbye, sense, and then sense. they walked in the same direction as me, and I like ran away <laughs> to make sure that we didn't we didn't engage faux pas. <laughs> I tell you what, just put music in your ears, have yourself occupied, and then you won't look back. That's well, even yeah. worse because that's, that's like you're ignoring you them. them out. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right, but I guess well, no, not exactly ignoring them. We're back. We're backs to them. Like just have your music in your ears as you're looking at them. As you're walking you're away, just have a little bit of uh, comfort to yourself or something. I love the idea that you'd walk away and put headphones on, like. Because I've done it before. That's all. When I've left uh, some I'm, mates, I'm afraid to tell you, Adam, that people were cringing when you were doing that. Very probably, <laughs> yeah. Not too badly. It's fine. I mean, there, there are different sorts of cringe, like emotional cringe, uh, cringe and like pain cringe as well. Because mm. it's like when you see someone do a backflip and then they land on their neck and you're like, Ooh, oh god. <laughs> but there's also like the the emotional stuff, like in say Hello Ladies when he's trying so desperately to talk to this one woman, he's like, can I get you a drink? And then someone else is like, he's getting the drinks. Oh no, you. please no. Yeah. Do, do you think do you think animals cringe? Do you think they have a... Or is that, like, really advanced? Cringe reaction. I don't know. I think it's more of a social interaction. I'd be surprised if... Do you think, like, do, lions do you cringe think each they, other? they cringe when they've hurt themselves? They react. They react. It's something that might appear similar to a Well, cringe. they probably do cringe when maybe a human uh, touches their injury and they go... Yeah, they react. No, to that's more of a recoil. You're confusing recoil. cringing with reacting in pain. I, I think cringing is like no, an emotional animals, thing. Animals are different to us, so I don't know okay. what their feelings so are. Le- okay, let, let me give you an example to, to distinguish it now. Let's say I started really moaning about something that these two know you do, but I had no idea, and you were clearly getting annoyed, and I couldn't tell. So these two would be like, mm. but if I punched you in the face. You wouldn't react with a cringe. You'd just be like, "Ow!" Do you see what I mean? It's a yeah, different, yeah, it's a yeah. I'm just, thing. I'm just sort of thinking. Oh, is it, is it different with animals? I'm not sure, but yeah. let's ask them. It's Do we know any animals? Can we get an animal on the line? They don't uh, have I mean, a voice of their own. They just bark or something, or like you know, roar at you. It really, it's really cringy when goldfish start roaring at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess we we probably should move on because this is uh, the next section. So Dan, talk to me about cognitive. Dissonance. Yeah, it sounds a pretty fancy pants term. There we go. So, what do you think, Adam, we mean when we say cognitive dissonance? It's perfectly okay if you don't know. Take a stab at it. I don't know any of the words. Okay, well, let's. May break it down. Yeah, okay. Break it down, yeah. So, cognitive would be to do with the mind slash brain, and dissonance is to do with conflict, things not being in sync with each other. So, for instance. Wait, did you say the mind or the brain? The mind slash the brain. The mind slash the brain. So, I'd say more mind. So, for instance, um, so cog- cognitive cognition is to do with like stuff in your head, right? So well, when you say when you say conflict, it's kind of like you're referring to technology. But I know this is not technology. This is the mind and the brain. No, you're referring to like two things that are odds with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so for, anyway, let, let, uh, let's please, just please, uh, please continue. Okay. For, for instance, okay. you know that Donald Trump is a divisive figure, right? Yeah. So there is dissonance between. 
people who agree with him, people who don't agree with him. They that is the conflict. But so he's figuring out whether he wants to stay as president or as a he's, he's president. Um, he's pretty sure he wants to stay. Um, so so cognitive dissonance is that. So imagine in your head you've got like two conflicting opinions, yeah. for example. But like you, I mean, because they're your opinions, you agree with them. But you're like, oh, I, mm, you know, it's, uh, it's. I'm not sure if I'm being right. It's kind of like you know, brainwashed or something, or you're having like a big, big, big of a whirlwind in your head, and you're starting like, oh, it's getting very conflicting now. That second yeah. one, second yeah. one is exactly what it is. Now the question I wanted to ask you is, is not so much what is it, because that's fine. Is but what does it denote about a person? Mm. So for example, is it just a detrimental thing? It shows that you're anxious or you can't make a decision. Or is it a sign that you're intelligent and you can weigh two concepts together? I mean, it's... It that, that that sounds like intelligent, but you're expanding on more words than just, like, you know, showing, like, anxi anxiety or anxiousness or something. I mean, I think, to, to Adam's point, he's, he's not far off. Because think about it. You said in a previous episode... Oh, it didn't go out. But you said in a previous episode that, well, like, Plato or Aristotle said that the, it's the mark of an intelligent person to entertain an idea without, you know, uh, believing it, right? So... Just having a laugh about it. Mm, not really. Not that sort of insight. Aristotle was well known for having a laugh. <laughs> you okay. have to laugh. Um, <laughs> you but have a laugh. I feel like someone else was in the room then. So we did voices, mate. Yeah, that's I know. That's when it got a little bit creepy. I, I, I think cognitive dissonance is a sign of, of an intelligent person thing because it's it's kind of like... Debating it, with yourself. It seems like a, kind of like a relative of doubt, and we've always said that doubt is the, the mark of an intelligent person because it's only thick people who go, I'm definitely right all the time about everything and I'm really, really sure about it. You know, whereas in cognitive dissonance, you're like, but maybe not, though. It, it kind of depends about what you're experiencing this. So let's say someone who wasn't as introspective as we are might be experiencing something like this but not really understand what's going on. It might just feel like they're confused. So let's say you might get it about a person. If, let's say, you've been going out for someone and you really like them but you've also got a a bad feeling that you can't quite put your finger on. I would say that's a cognitive dissonance that many people, in fact, almost everyone would everyone experience. Everyone has that experience at some point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, when, when you were talking about that, when you said about a person, my kind of cognitive dissonance thing was in music. You know, like, for instance, famously, Ian Watkins from uh, from Lost Prophets, right? Ooh. I like Lost Prophets, but... We're not, no one is about what he did, yeah. you know, and it's like really bad as well. Like, Don't really, <laughs> you know... <laughs> And so the distance there is, I mean, for me, it's, it's very clear, you know, it's, I like the music, right? More comments upon what he did. Exactly. Yeah. But some people are like, oh, it reminds me, you know, I'm a big Lost Prophets fan, and it makes me think about the bad things he done, he did. So some people have a distance about that, or when Phil Anselmo from Pantera gets on stage, does a Nazi salute and says, white power, and then goes, now nah, we were just talking about oh, the wine, wine man. The fuck is wrong with you? So again, I like Pantera, I like Dan, I like all the bands he's in, but... That's a rather curious thing to do. Like, come on, Phil, what the fuck Adam, is wrong with you? Would you say you've experienced cognitive dissonance? Yes. I mean, commonly, just with friendships, really. So, kind of as I described, do you mean that like, you like them, but they you think they might be dickheads secretly or something like that? It's when they're like, it's like a kind of... Um, Tolerated paradox, pretty much. No, 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 don't, <laughs> don't just say words like. I'm, I'm not even quite sure. Pollinger, that is. Mm -hmm. so, so, Dan, Dan of Pollinger, that is. Um, cognitive dissonance, what something gives you the old CD, you know? You know who does it? It's an old musician, Morrissey. I quite uh, yeah. like the Smiths, right? But I can't stand the man. Like, uh. If he died, I'd probably have a celebration. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, really, really hate him. But. 
The Smiths are really fucking good. Well, I can't so you don't like anything that man stands You don't like says. him as a person, but you like his band. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. I mean, so his personality it, you don't like. It's right? it's the. I mean, maybe it's the thing for another episode, but it's the division between you know the art and the person, and do yeah. you know should you separate them? Do you separate them? That sort of thing. That is very. Uh, it can be very complicated with celebrities or any any other kind of media, but well, not just celebrities. I mean, I, I was just the example. I, I, of... I don't hate the person Lena Headey is, but I do hate Cersei Lannister. But that's not cognitive dissonance no. because she's she's playing a different person. Okay, let me, let me put it in a, in a more kind of internet-y way. I said this to you earlier, Matt. Who here has seen the Kermit the Frog meme where he's kind of dressed as Palpatine? And he kind of, in one, yeah, yeah, one yeah, of the segments, not. he's looking one way. He's not and the next one, he's in the, looking the other. So it might say something like, I should eat healthy and um, get us on our body. And the second one's like, but I want a kebab. Something like that. I mean, it's just taking the mickey out of that person, pretty much. Kermit the Frog is not a real person. What? Well, but you said a meme, though, didn't you? A meme... A meme is a... What's a meme, Adam? I don't really look at memes so much, but I know it's like a little bit of humoritic uh, <laughs> kind of... It is humoritic. Acti- activity. Yeah. 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 It actually means something infinitely repeatable. Um, yeah, uh, the meme... Oh, is it kind of like, like a... Boomerang or something, I don't know. Like, what? No. Loop, loop back and forth. It's a humor. This conversation is a fucking boomerang. <laughs> if you use the I, app, you know I am what up I mean. for calling uh, memes humorangs. I have to look on memes more then. Fine. But, uh, no, it means just things that get passed from one person to another, but more like socially, because memes are different than yeah, genes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Do you like Spice? Spice. Yeah. As in, you're talking about a, a group called Spice? Or? No, as in like, <laughs> on your food. Hot food. No, definitely not. I don't do Spice. Then you might struggle with memes, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't eat spicy food. That that that's that's your choice. <laughs> but uh, memes are not your thing. Spice ruins me. Spiciness. Uh, okay. So wait. So just so I know it's off topic, but this is like an inter. It's not necessarily a cognitive dissonance. More like physical dissonance. So Adam, you don't like spicy food, but also you're lactose intolerant. So how do you deal with that? Okay. Because um, you can't drink milk. I think the difference between well with milk. Well, I don't really look into it deeply because I think what's the point? Because like, no. <laughs> like I learned it ages ago. So just go with foods that are like non-dairy, and then it saves you time, really. Because time on the saves toilet. you time. Yeah. <laughs> Do not say it as that kind of word. Go deeply into good description or something. God. But then there's a, there's a dissonance yeah, there. Spiciness. Has the porcelain sort of repository for excrement invented by Thomas Crapper. Spiciness is diff- is made up of different kind of ingredients, and well, I don't know what is in it, but I've ate it before, and it completely ruined me when I had a stomachache about it. <laughs> well, you say it's a distance that you like spicy food, but you don't like, you know, shitting it does here inside. Yeah, <laughs> I'm worried about that. Spicy food. Right. Like spicy when food, I eat it, the next day, yeah. it's like <laughs> I, I do this. It's like <laughs> I said, it ruins me when I after I've ate it. Eaten. Right. Oh. So, uh, from one cognitive dissonance to another, so <laughs> if we can, uh, so if we move on to my one, which is... I love that we're on like a Euro trash level, where it's mad still determined to keep it Radio 4. Alright, let's move on then. <laughs> it's, let's move on. Um, oh, okay, so, my cognitive dissonance I've had this week, and the thing I was going to bring up in this episode anyway, is, and it's about to get dark, but I do wonder what you guys and the listeners out there think as well. Should, we? Should Holocaust denial be illegal, is my one. Uh, and I'm I'm quite I'm quite distant about that because, uh, or is it more generally about the concept of 
you agree with free speech, but also there are people who shouldn't be allowed to talk. Can you what? say that title again, Matt? No. Um, what yeah, what, what, what do title do you mean, sorry? Yeah, the one that you're going to talk about. I'm talking about whether or not Holocaust denial should be illegal. Hardcore denial. Holocaust. Do you Holocaust. know what the Holocaust is, Adam? No. No! <laughs> no! Do you, do you remember... Not remember, The twenty. Do, do you know what happened in World War Two? Like, probably the biggest travesty in World War Two. Unequivocally, the worst of, thing to ever happen. Like, ever, I yeah. have learned history, but... Not very... Just... Uh, can but, we... Can, but probably can, not that deeply into it, to so, learn about it's that It's not even that deep to it's, it's, it's really, So... It sounds deep to me. Okay, it, it. it's not. How have you not heard of the Holocaust? Like that... I was, like, ne- I was no. never taught about it back in school. That, that's fair you enough. You were definitely taught about it! Well, no, he, well, maybe he, I he was, went to school it was, quite a long time after we but, but it was a, it was maybe different words or something. I don't know. But... Okay, do you know what happened in World War Two? What was the big thing Hitler did wrong? One of the big things Hitler did wrong. Invade Russia. What? No, not that uh, one. Quit art school. What? Um, <laughs> it's the biggest thing Hitler's famous for. Not trusting Six generals. Of them. Uh, no. it, it was... Yeah, it was... Uh, oh, God, uh... The Jews. Yes! <laughs> yes! Right. Okay, okay, what did he do to the Jews? He imprisoned them in camps. And? Yeah. And he killed them. Yes! That's the Holocaust! Why are we so excited about that? I don't know. <laughs> right, I never heard of that word, but okay. I know what happened during the okay. war. So okay. the Holocaust is Okay, that, that, that's, that's what that's referred to. Okay, so let, if we can get back to the Sorry, thing, yeah. try and keep it Radio God, 4 Let's get here. back to the Holocaust. Uh, back to the Holocaust. You're the one who goes off track. No, okay, so... The so Holocaust so the Holocaust as we understand it is the uh, systematic murder of 5.2 million Jews and several other minorities around Europe by uh, mostly the Nazis in different concentration extermination and death camps around Europe. Mm. A lot of them died. It is, I'd say, the darkest chapter of human history probably, mm-hmm. and it's all within recorded memory as well, which probably makes it even worse. So you you know about that thing that happened, right? Yeah, the Jews. Okay, by the way, a Holocaust is when loads of things die. Okay, Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm aware of when many Jews died during the war. I mean, it was during the war, but it was like like that guy who's... Like, my dad died at (laughs) 9-11, but not, like, in 9-11. Did Um, I make it sound like I didn't care or something? No, no, no. Not at all. No, you just didn't know what it was. We just got to be super clear. So, right. I do know what it is. Okay. Okay, I can't believe we spent two minutes explaining what the Holocaust is. (laughs) Anyway, so... I'm sorry, man. No, 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 it's okay. If you didn't know, you didn't know. It's fine. I knew about Jews, but I didn't know about Holocaust. Not Jewish. I, think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, probably the, the the most story that I liked out of World War Two was Anne Frank. That is directly is, related yeah. to the Holocaust. Yeah, I know. She was a Jewish girl. Her, yeah, I know she was Jewish. Do, just a quick Cut. question before we get on with it. Do you think Anne Frank's diary ended a bit abruptly? It wasn't finished. I know that. Yeah. Right. So did you? So do you know how Anne Frank died? It was some kind of like. A disease, wasn't it? Uh, what was it? Typhus. She, that sounds about that right. That is that is yeah. that is correct. But she died. Okay, um, a lot of people died in concentration camps, not because they necessarily got gassed or shot, but because of the conditions as well. It was yeah. the like it, it the, spread the, it in the in the air. So. Exactly, it's like the world's yeah. shittest prison. Everything is awful. There are no health and safety regulations, no. anything like that. No, so that. to that end, there are people right now who are alive today who might have been alive back then who say that they don't think that happened. They straight up don't think it happened. They're like, the Jews are lying, and also Hitler didn't go far enough. Because that that's the dissonance of, of neo-Nazis. Yeah. They're like, didn't happen, but oh, Hitler should have gone further. Well, if he didn't do it, what should he have done more? But neo-Nazi cognitive dissonance. So, there are people who don't believe it. They think it's completely fake. They think it's a worldwide conspiracy that it's, uh, that, that 
you know, oh, the Jews are conspiring to... I don't, is it, I don't is it because like, Hitler never... Um, did he underestimate something? The mm. power of the dark side of the force. Yeah. Uh, so, so. so, right. So in Germany, for instance, where, you know, that was sort of like the headline venue for holocausting, it is illegal to deny a holocaust. So if you go, yeah, it didn't happen, it's fake news, and the Jews are lying, that is a, a felony in some way. The Germans go, oop, you being offensive that, or something? That's a bit of a cringe. And, right, <laughs> yes. So holocaust denial, I would say... Well, if you're saying this, it means you, that you don't really care about the Jews. That is, I mean, that's exactly it. Yeah. And yeah. so this, this, it's like, it's not you nearly being, I don't know, racist or something. It, it, it I would say that Holocaust style is racist for sure. So I was, I was actually talking about this on my, my, uh, my birthday meal with the family, um, about whether or not, ho- yeah, keep it light, <laughs> um, about whether or not Holocaust, <laughs> about whether or not Holocaust denial should be illegal. And I've always thought it should be, but then my brother said, yeah, but it's freedom of speech. I'm like, oh, that's right. Um, and mm. I think I think it's you've got to take it on a case by case basis. You know, if someone's saying I think I think the NHS should be better funded, and you go go to prison for that, that's that's obviously wrong. But if someone is saying, you know, the Jews are lying and the Holocaust didn't happen, and also slavery didn't happen, because I don't see how Holocaust denial is different to slavery denial. Actually, that seems deeply offensive because there are people who went through the Holocaust, some of whom are still alive today. That was the worst period of their life. And other people go, now nah, you're lying. And I, I don't know where I land. Cause I, I think it should be illegal, but a lot of people are saying, oh, that leads to a slippery slope. You know, when where do we draw the line? So what do you guys make of it? Do you think it should be illegal or just, like, don't do it? Frowned upon, like, masturbating on an airplane sort of thing. Jesus. I think it's obviously a very delicate subject. That, which is why we're bringing it up here. particularly in the case of the Holocaust, etc., and indeed slavery, the rejection of these things are the foundation of our civilised society As today. we know it now, yes. So if you, speaking out against that, essentially says, I'm an enemy of all society. Now, we've told ourselves, maybe rightly, maybe wrongly, that we build everything around positive values, you know, inclusion, don't discriminate, freedom, yada, yada. So when someone speaks out against that, I think it is wrong in the way that it's inciting like a negative level of rebellion well it's also it is inciting racial hatred because it is i mean it is racist saying the jews are lying um but also it's i would i mean i've never met a holocaust denier but you imagine and i hope this isn't the straw man that no one's ever like intellectually gone oh holocaust didn't happen no one's ever been like well i so i read today that the holocaust uh, didn't happen and uh, there you go i know of a couple of professors but for the most part, people who deny the Holocaust are, you know, knuckle-dragging cucks. That's not the one thing. It's not like, oh, they're a great cook and they do all these good things and they deny the Holocaust and all that. It's, they probably attend EDL rallies and, and stuff yeah. and they do a sort of a spiderweb of different awful things and this is one of them. And do we think Holocaust should be illegal, a criminal offence? Because it actually isn't in the UK. I don't know if it should be a criminal offence. I'm not saying who should do it. I think it... Should fall under hate speech, but definitely, maybe it probably does fall under hate it, speech. It is, yes. But that is illegal. And I do get like the the distance between like freedom of speech and hate speech. And lots of people use the word the term freedom of speech because they want to be racist cucks. Yes, right? absolutely. Most of fucking EDL. In my opinion, well, crimi- criminal is just sounds very you, you know huge. Really, it's like you've killed someone, and like as you're saying, yeah, it's just mostly about speech and all that. And it's like yeah. Oh, this is a warning of you. Do not keep on saying this about about Jews because it's really insulting. And if either way this happens, I don't know. 
it can be very consequential after that. I think it should be kind of a little bit illegal to deny the Holocaust because kind of thoughts become words and words become policy or action. Mm. And when you've got a government that doesn't believe in the Holocaust, for example, uh, Poland have recently passed a law where they uh, accept no responsibility for anything that happened in the Holocaust. Um, How? Why? Was, was it their fault? Well, it might not be their fault, but there were certainly a lot of concentration camps there. Hmm. Um, there is that, but they weren't on the I don't, I don't mean like they did it, but what I mean is like, it didn't happen. So you got a government that's like, didn't happen, nothing, nothing to do with us. Like, Wait, so all. it's like the government are trying to like, you know, keep it discreet or something and hide the truth? Well, they, they are. They're trying to rewrite history. And when you get... And that scares the world. And I think the important, thing, the important yeah. thing about history, I mean, we talk about history all the time. Is government that, take reckless chances. Yes. Is the important thing about history is that we should learn from it. You know, like when we, you know, with with Donald Trump, we go, God, all these signs of, you know, fascism that like Hitler did, we go, that happened then, so we can try and stop it happening now. Mm-hmm. And when people deny the Holocaust, and remember, there are, there are currently, I believe, eight neo-Nazi anti-Semite types running for federal office in the United States. They're like, the Jews are taken over, but also the Holocaust didn't happen. And... Imagine if those people got into proper government and they were start affecting mm. legislation. These people, because they don't just think the Holocaust didn't happen. That's not the only thing. They also think Jews are worse than us as well, and they think you know different people, things about people of different races. And I, I guess, in a sense, ha- hate speech should be illegal. Not because I want to stop people speaking, I thought, but I well, it was. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think it is. This. When I went to Amsterdam, like a long time ago, I loved it. <laughs> Did you visit Anne Frank's house? Yeah. How was it? It was extraordinary. I've been there as well. How was the attic? It was, uh, it felt, it it felt quite weird stepping right through that bookcase. (laughs) Okay. Thinking like, oh, I'm really going back in time. So, so you don't think it should be illegal, but like, it's definitely a shitty thing to do kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And but Dan? well, if it really gets really insultive, then it could mean it could could be illegal. Well, yeah, but the point is, what's the tangible well, point at which you draw the line? Well, the, the line? this That's is the thing. I think part of this making Holocaust not a legal thing is, is there's like an element of nipping it in the bud. You don't want to wait till Theresa May's like, yeah, it didn't happen. You wanna you you want to make you sure. You stop it before it gets up high. Yeah. Yeah, because by the time proper people are saying it, people with a platform are saying it. Mm. It's kind of too late. So, uh, what what do you think, Adam? Should Holocaust denial be illegal? Because I am torn on it. Because I think it should be, but also like it is. It is a choice, a very difficult one because it just doesn't sound very, very deep because it's only people talking about them very nastily. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there are no good people. Because who... yeah, it's not so deep in the criminal activity. It's just being very insulted. Do you think when when someone says the Jews are lying and that ain't true and all that? they should be maybe arrested for it. Because this is the argument that the government would be arresting you for thinking something. I mean, if you just think it, then that's not the crime. If you're inciting... If you're, inciting you're getting onto like a left-wing dystopia. Yeah. yeah. You're asking me if this should be illegal or not. So, so, so right, someone yeah. someone stands outside work today, for example, Yeah. and they are they are screaming about, like, the Jews are lying, blood and soil, you know, the Jews will not control us, also the Holocaust didn't happen. What do we do with that person? I say let him speak, because what's the effect of that? Let's say that happened right now. We, we're going to get a coffee in a few minutes. He's outside going, oh, the dirty Jews, they're lying, they're trying to control the global finance, blah-de-blah, Holocaust never happened. What do you think? There's like, what, 40-odd builders out there, 
loads of people in Costa and more left-wingy types like us. What do you think people say? How do we react? We go, fuck off, you're talking shit, there's no place for you here. And that's why these people are good, because they can display how idiotic... That's a form of few words. I'd, I'd simply politely ask them to, can you stop talking about this? Okay, Otherwise, right. I'll but work. the whole point is, no one wants to hear it. But I know yeah. that. I know. But also, why would you be polite? Because this person no, no, is... No, 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 no. You have to be better than that. No, no. I, I agree, I'm not, but I'm you... I'm not saying be polite, just like... You literally said be polite. When you're like asking them to stop talking about it. But they think they're right, they really believe it. You know? Yeah, I know, I know it, it is kind of hard and very, you know, tough on how to uh, think about it, really. Yeah. In, in the case of Holocaust denial specifically, I would say they're harmless idiots. Because n- I think there's no danger of that catching on. Do, do you think that's uh, like a geographical thing? Because, for instance, in Aylesbury, I imagine... Well, there is probably no one that denies Holocaust in Aylesbury. Yeah. yeah, near enough, 100% of people yeah. would be like, fuck off, get out of here. Yeah. But I mean, then you'd it- probably do quite well if you went to Iran or something like that. Yeah, but, but then uh, if, so if, if you're in perhaps a more kind of Jewishy area of, say, London or something, where obviously there are a lot of Jews, but also... You, when you stand up and say that and gold is green and see what happens. You're fucking yeah. dead, oh, mate. Oh, it's kind of like, but then, they insult us, our staff, in the uh, Odeon, right? <laughs> hmm? it, it insults everything we stand for I, as a I, society. It, it insults... Yeah, I was going yeah, to say that. Um, but when you have somewhere where a specific racial, even, community are proliferating in somewhere where they're not usually. So, for instance, there are a lot of areas in London where, um, yeah, where it's like the Jews and that's their corner. And, you know, or in some places in the north, for example, you have a lot of Pakistani chaps and they don't really integrate with people that are not racist um, and they don't really integrate. And so that actually sows some resentment from the wider community around there because they're like, well, why are they not coming in? So I would imagine in, say, Gold is Green, there may be some anti-Semitic sentiment because that's an area where there are Jews, whereas we don't really come into contact with the Jews on a daily basis. So if someone's in Gold is Green doing the Holocaust-style thing, mostly Jews, and they'd be like, can you stop it? But there might be people who are like, I think he's onto something as well. That That's my cognitive dissonance for the week, really. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Because... No, no final thoughts. I'm crystal clear on everything. Well, uh, this has been Ken Explains Episode 9. I've been here with Adam. Thank you. Dan. Thank you. And Dan. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, stay stay frosty, guys. All right, bye-bye.